We got our bananas. We got our mayonnaise. But do we have our future franchise quarterback in one Will Levis? Let's talk about it now. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. We are live, gentlemen. Jared and I are going to hold it down. Sal went into cardiac arrest. He was so excited that the Titans got Will Levis. He could not make it tonight. Sometimes it feels like getting this kid on the podcast is like trying to get in touch with the president of the United States. <laughs> Nonetheless, Jared and I are here to hold it down tonight to talk quickly about what the Titans have done on day two of the NFL draft. We made a move to 33 to go get what could be our future franchise quarterback, Will Levis. Now, we'll see uh, you know, how Jared feels about it. We'll see how um, – you know. It works out going forward. I'll tell you, for one, this kid's got a lot to prove when it comes to proving himself to me. I think he has got a lot of room to grow. I think he's a little immature. I think he's a little inaccurate. I watched some film today of him running into his offensive lineman. I am not sold. Jared, how do we feel? You watched a little Dan Orlowski on uh, ESPN, right? A little bit. He he, he he tossed him under the bus real quick. He did. So listen. You had a little, you had a little fun last night after the first round pick, and you were saying you were, we were sponsored, quote unquote, by Rolling Rock. So <laughs> tonight, I want to bring, I want to bring into tonight's podcast. We are not sponsored by Jack Daniels, but Jared is tonight. Not sponsored so, by them yet. Not, not yet. sponsored by them yet, but Jared is sponsored by him tonight. So I'm feeling pretty good after the Will Levis pick because everybody on Twitter knows that I, we, were not. All in on Will Levis. Sal was, and he can talk about it uh, next week uh, on next week's podcast or possibly tomorrow's podcast after the draft recap. But listen, Will Levis is a huge reach. I don't care about what anybody says on on on, on Twitter or anything about the fan base that you know it's a, it's great value. You know, he has a big arm. He's very physical. He's strong in the pocket. That's what everybody says. He has great mobility. His NFL comp is Josh Allen. This guy better not be Josh Allen. He better be better than Josh Allen if we have to support him for the next four to five years, okay, in my opinion, because I did not want him. Multiple people on my Twitter feed did not want him. Everybody agreed with me that we did not want this guy. We have to go for value here, which is wide receiver and tight end. We did not do that. We stuck with Will Levis. So I, I, I mentioned his pros. Now, about his cons. I've I've read and I've I've watched multiple videos on Will on Will Levis since we made this pick. My wife hates me right now. I sent my kids to bed early uh, for, for doing this because I needed to see what everybody sees in Will Levis besides me. Okay, and his cons in um, in the draft where he has frozen eyes, which he locks onto receivers very said quickly. That, said that before. Consistent yep. field vision and he anticipates the throw. Late on the trigger and gives defenders more time to get to the wide receiver. Why do we take risks 
every year on the quarterback. Why not wait until next year after Ryan Tannehill's contract expires to not go get your quarterback? It doesn't matter about not getting Caleb Williams. Fuck Caleb Williams. Come back and get in the draft and get and get May out of North Carolina. Go move up and get Jordan Travis out of Florida State. Why does it have to be this year? You couldn't go get a you couldn't go get a wide receiver with the with the thirty third pick in Mango. You couldn't you couldn't go move up into the draft and get Darnell Washington. You couldn't get Mayer like we've been talking about in this draft. This kid literally needs to be better. Than Josh Allen, if he has the pros comps for me to be a a huge fan of this, but we have me and I, Vin, I know me and you have zero zero uh, response, uh, not responsibility, but zero. Uh, what, what's the word? Confidence. Confidence in this kid going forward, but we have no choice but, but to, to support, support this exactly support this kid going forward because he's the quarterback of the future of the Tennessee Titans. So I mean. I mean, he had twenty-eight. He had twenty-eight hundred yards in two thousand twenty-one with twenty-four touchdowns and thirteen interceptions, with a sixty-six percent completion percentage. Last year, I know he was hindered by uh, the toe injury that he had in college, which he still threw. He still threw for twenty-four hundred yards and, and nineteen touchdowns and ten interceptions. But still, the interceptions, the turnovers are, are are still up there for me. I mean, he is not a he's not a a needle mover like like we've been saying at, at the quarterback position. I mean. If we were taking a quarterback, I would take him at, in a third round, just like the Lions did with Hendon Hooker. I wouldn't yeah. go with Will Levis. Maybe Will Levis is going to piss on, on this podcast and say, hey, Jared, Vin, you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Sal, Sal and everybody else that agrees um, that Will Levis is the future of this quarterback, by all means, whatever. But me, I'm all out on Will Levis. Yeah, I mean, I think we're on the same page, you and I. Um you know, listen, I think the kid needs to mature a little bit. I think he was inaccurate in college. I've said it for a long time now that it seems like, like you said, he gets frozen eyes. He locks onto receivers. He telegraphs throws a little bit. Now, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, including uh, Orlovsky on ESPN, saying that he had a below average uh, offensive line in college, had a below average receiving core in college. Listen, I, think- I, un- I understand that, and I can appreciate that. But at the end of the day, I mean – if you're going to move up to the 33rd pick, you want someone who you, you know, clearly they feel good about him. And and I hope it's for good reason, but I think he still has a lot to prove to us. And I think what a lot of people aren't talking about is this can cost Mike Vrabel his job. If this Possibly. doesn't work out, you know, cause this is Mike Vrabel's guy. This is the quarterback that Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon are hanging their hat on. So if you trade up eight spots to basically almost get to the end of the first round because it was the 33rd pick and there was no 30, uh, third, 32nd pick this year because 32nd pick got so forfeited. So the 32nd pick was a second round pick. So let's just say basically you traded up to the end of the first round to go get this kid. So clearly you feel some type of way about him. And listen, you work for PSE and GNI sell lotion. So let's just hope that we don't know as much as they do because they work at, you know, the highest level of professional football. That being said, though, I think it's hard to ignore what we've seen on tape. And that is that he is, can, he can be inaccurate. He locks onto receivers. His, he gets happy feet. The, the, the footage of Orlovsky uh, showing him today where he, he ran into the offensive lineman because he got excited and instead of checking down to his running back or taking a, you know, 
a completion for a few yards, he decided to try and run and ran right into his offensive lineman. Well, I got bad news, Will. Everyone in the NFL is bigger, stronger, and faster than everyone you played in college. Um, it begs the question of what do, what do we do with Tannehill now? Do we do we keep Tannehill? Do we cut him after June first to save the twenty seven million? Do we throw this kid into the fire? I, I don't know. I mean, one could argue that. Listen, you traded up to get this kid in the beginning of the second round, basically the first pick of the second round. So maybe some people might say, yeah, let's let's throw him in there. Um, but he's got a lot to prove. And listen, like you like you said, we have no choice but to support him now. I hope he is Josh Allen. To me, there's no between. He's going to be Josh Allen or he is going to be Sam Darnold. No in-between. And I'm with you. I said it last night. I would wait for a quarterback. I would play it out with Tannehill this year and see where the chips fall, and then next year maybe go get your guy. But it's frustrating sometimes when you seem like – it seems like a team is throwing shit against the wall, hoping that something sticks eventually. I mean, last year – you know, you and I were on huge on, huge on Willis. Um, we know Sal was. That didn't work out. This year, hopefully, Sal's right and history doesn't repeat itself because you and I are out on Levis. Sal likes him. And hopefully, you know, he's right and we're wrong. But it's 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 to the point where you're, I'm going to believe it when I see it. It's, yeah. it's not like you're a Bryce Young or you're a C.J. Stroud where it's like, okay – there's a really, really good chance that you're going to succeed. To me, this kid is nothing more than a coin flip at the moment. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess we have no choice but to be on board right now. We'll see. I want to see what happens um, the rest of the draft. Hopefully we can give this kid some weapons. We could talk now maybe about our third-round pick, who I'm a big fan of. Before we – before we get into that, I'm sorry to cut you off. I, no, I, no, I hate doing that. My wife says, all oh, you Jersey guys always cut people off, blah, 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 blah. I say, hey, get the hell out of here. Right? You know what you married. You know what exactly. you married, Jen. Exactly, exactly. So listen, before you even say anything like that, I believe that the Titans are still committed to Ryan Tannehill this year. Okay. okay. You still are, are still married to Will Levis for another four years because you have five years on. Uh, no, not oh, actually, no, not five no, years. You have four not, years on him. Four years. He's, not a, he's not a first round uh, draft pick. Really? So he's got three years to show us what he can exactly. do. Exactly. So if he does not start, which I don't anticipate him starting this year, next year, when we have the $106 million in, in, in cap space, Ryan Tannehill's out of the conversation, or possibly Ryan Tannehill may get, get the June 1st cut. Uh, and we save the $27 million, and they go after somebody. Who? I don't know. Twitter, if you guys can help us out, because we're live on Twitter and, and uh, Facebook and, and, and YouTube, please, by all means, get, give us some uh, insight on that. But next year's draft class, we have T. Higgins, Mike Evans, Marquise Brown, Calvin Ridley, which I don't think is real because the Jaguars signed him. I don't know about that. Michael Pittman, Darnell Mooney, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Curtis Samuel. Michael Thomas, get out of here. Uh, those are the people, those are the people that are those are the wide receivers that are that are available next year. So if T. Higgins does not sign this contract this year with the Bengals, which I don't know how he doesn't, um, you give him a blank check to come to Tennessee. I would give him three hundred million dollars to come here. I mean, let's not let's get carried away, but we need a pass catcher so bad that we passed on so many the so many um, people as I'm watching the draft right now that Darnell Washington is still available that we can't go 12 personnel that Tim Kelly is is so um, keen so on running. keen keen for and famous for 
how they haven't done that while the Bengals are on the clock. Let's see what the Bengals do right here. We've got a veteran on the clock. This is this is going to probably take forever, so forget about Talk to that. Jason McCourty took half an hour. Yeah, I know. Jason, Jason McCourty was, was blasted everybody, just like Pat McAfee did with, yeah. when, when uh, the draft was in Nashville, for Christ's sakes, when the Colts were on the clock. But um, still nothing, but whatever. Hopefully, hopefully, well, I don't even know what we were just talking about. Hopefully, the Titans, hopefully, the Titans try to get something and possibly move up in the early fourth round. Darnell Washington. I don't know if there's an injury injury concern with Darnell Washington, but if you run twelve personnel, which Tim Kelly is um, famous for, I mean, Tim, you have Jake, you have Darnell Washington, and you have Burks. Possibly, I mean, Jesus Christ, we don't even know if he's going to be on the field. Possibly, uh, I mean, Darnell Washington and Jake is a nightmare. Um, possibility Metro. for defenses, yes, going going forward. So I mean, yeah, and now we'll see the Jordan point Battle, where... Jordan Battle, the the, the Bengals selected safety out of Alabama, so he's still available. Trade up into the third there. round or the yeah. fourth round, Tennessee, and go get Darnell Washington. Jesus, and if Christ. you're going to tell me that Will Levis is a value pick in the second round, then what makes Darnell Washington not a value pick? Exactly. In, in the, if you're worried, if you're worried about that, the guy's six seven for Christ's sake. Okay. It's an extra lineman plus versatility with the uh, with with Chig. I'll never forget the video of the combine where they showed Michael Mayer pushing the sled, and you know how much I love him. And then they showed Darnell Washington pushing the sled. Darnell Washington made those fucking that sled look like two toothpicks. Michael Mayer, man, it looked like he was struggling to move it. Michael Mayer and Darnell Washington made that fucking sled look like a bitch. But you know, listen, I agree with you. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves with next year, but I agree if the Bengals don't figure out a way to keep T. Higgins, which I think they will. I think they they think if they could keep that core together for the next four or five years because um, Jamar Chase is only the third year of his deal, I think if they think they can keep that core together that they'll win a Super Bowl – but to play devil's advocate, absolutely. If he's a free agent, you cut him a check for a hundred million, four years, give him his twenty-five million a year. You know the deal that we should have given AJ Brown, give the T Higgins, and then and then you're cooking with some some grease. Um, but that's neither here nor there at the moment. Um, personally, I think we're probably going to stick with Tannehill this year and and let Will Levis, you know, learn. I think it would be the best thing for him to do to mature a little bit, yeah. and we can say what we want about Tannehill. Average quarterback, but the guy is probably a solid leader, solid rock locker room guy, maybe a good guy for Levis to learn behind for a year. Listen, before you keep going, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you again. Jen's probably hanging me hanging me from the fucking the ceiling right now. Let's give Ryan Tannehill a shot under Tim Kelly. Okay, because let's not forget Ryan Tannehill had was eleven and five and twelve and five or whatever it was with yeah. with us under Arthur Smith. And a, and a um, not under Todd Downing for Christ's sakes, and and he is a good quarterback when he has protection. We just we just got Peter Skaronsik, one of the best offensive linemen in the first round of the draft. You you put him insert him at left guard or left tackle. We got a line. I don't give a shit. Everybody talks about Aaron Brewer at center. He's fine with a supporting cast. If you have Skaronsik and Burnskill right next to him, they're fine with with NPF and, and Dilliard. I'm okay with that line. The, the thing that bothers me is we still have not identified the wide receiver position. Yeah, I we mean, have, maybe, maybe they have a rabbit rabbit they want to pull out of their hat with uh, – We have Traylon Burks. 
with DeAndre Hopkins? I, I don't know. It's not happening, Vin. It's not happening. I, They're gonna I have mean, to try to go after like fucking uh, what's the guy Harry at uh out of uh New England. Maybe they're, they're not, yeah. yeah, they're not going. They're not going after the Andre Hopkins. There's I mean, no you have to think. Shot. Maybe we uh, draft. I know before we got on, I was talking about At Perry from from Wake Forest. My I'm a big man. Sam Hartman fan, and I know he loved him some At Perry. My but I mean, you're gonna have to draft somebody. So I don't know. I mean, if you even if you draft Darnell Washington, you, he's not a receiver. He's, a, he's no, a he's not. He's not. But you know what, Rob Gronkowski and and uh, Aaron Hernandez. They did wonders. So both of those guys on either side can help this offense. I, yeah, I, I, mean, I mean that's how that's how Vrabel. Maybe the, Vrabel wants to go the Patriot way, like he like he always has, and and, and go with and fucking Kyle Phillips if he stays if if he gains twenty pounds and, and stays healthy, and you have Traylon Burks for Christ's sakes. I mean, I miss AJ Brown. We all miss AJ Brown for Christ's sakes. He was on he was on uh, uh, Bleacher Report. The other night, and Meek, uh, uh, whatever the, the Mika Parsons was was busting yeah. our balls that we yeah, fucking traded him, which is bullshit. Still, but that's beyond the point. I mean, yeah, don't do it to yourself. It's nah, water under the bridge. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see what happens in regards to the receiver position. We'll see where Darnell Washington lands. Um, at this point, I feel like if if you could get him, you know, then take the flyer on him. I thought he was going to be our yeah. third round pick. He was not, but I was very satisfied with our third round pick, uh, yeah, Taji absolutely. Spears. I think that is a phenomenal value pick. That is how you pick a running back. You find him in the mid rounds, a kid who was extremely, extremely productive in Tulane. He put up some gaudy numbers this last year. I don't know him off the top of my head. You want you want numbers? Who's the stack guy in this podcast? You're, you're stack guys. I'm the stack efficient. guy in this podcast. He had 1,500 yards and 19. Touchdowns last season while yeah. while having 256 receiving yards and two touchdowns. That is a compliment to Derrick Henry, unlike the the bum that we had from uh, Appalachian State. What's his name? I forget. We tried a Bears. few times from the Bears. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. We tried a few times. We tried to sign Deion. I don't, Lewis. Even, I, I don't even know it. Yeah, I don't even know the guy's name because he didn't even sniff the field. Yeah, Tajay Spears made a huge impact in a senior ball this year. No, so I, I loved it. Absolutely. I think it's a great value pick. And I think, um, you know, he could be extremely productive, a phenomenal compliment to Henry. We tried to compliment Henry with a pass catching running back for a long time with Deion Lewis, yep. with the, the asshole from Appalachian state, whose name <laughs> I can't remember. Um, but I was just, I've, I've, you and I talked about this kid um, from Tulane. I was on the phone with my brother the other day. He was talking about, you know, what are the Titans going to do, you know, after the first few rounds. And I mentioned, I didn't even remember his name. I said, it's a running back from Tulane. Um, he put up some gaudy numbers there. And I think he's going to produce at the NFL level. And I think he can do it quickly. I also think that if he didn't have a bit of a knee concern, I believe they said he would have gone maybe in the second round. So you know, we got him in the middle of the third, end of the third. Uh, phenomenal value. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do for us right off the jump. Um, but yeah, we'll see, man. the uh, The draft isn't over yet, and um, you know, we uh, oh, we're getting we got a question. Uh, well, besides besides the draft that isn't over yet, we have five picks to go. Pick is in with the Cleveland Browns right now, live on NFL Network. 
Darnell Washington, and I, I made a tweet earlier this afternoon. Don't be surprised that the Titans go cornerback in the second or third round. It didn't happen, but he's still available. Keely Ringo from uh, Georgia is a huge physical freak at the cornerback position. Um, and it would be a matchup nightmare for tight ends and running backs. Everybody says, oh, why would we need another cornerback? We have so many people in the secondary. Who are you trusting, Vin? Who are you yeah. trusting, Vincent, on the secondary besides uh, Murphy Bundy? Uh, Burf- Murphy Bunting. Bunting, whatever the hell it is. Sean Murphy and, Bunting. Yeah. You have uh, Molden. Fulton injury concern. McCreary, exactly. second-year guy, undersized. But, but, Elijah but beside, beside, besides besides um, McCreary, he's inside. If you put this guy on the outside and he goes, this guy plays in SEC. He is – he is it. It's and it's, I don't understand why he's still available in, a, in the third round. It's funny you bring him up because one of my um, closest friends, the kid who I was talking about last night, who is a um, big Herbert fan, he texted me and said there's a cornerback named Ringo who is still available. Who, uh, yeah. you know, he believes in as well. So we'll see where the uh, the chips fall when it comes down to it. But we have a question. So let's. Let's get this question coming in. Who who is, it, uh, is this? Is this a live question we got? A live question. Shout out Jeremy R eighty six. Our first question on a live feed. Well, there we go. Yeah, shout out Jeremy. No free shout outs. Our first live <laughs> question of Tannehill, Byron, Henry. Which one gets traded this offseason? Oh, that's a tough question. Well, well, Jeremy, I'm going to say none of them. I'm going to say we're going to keep Tannehill because we want a good mentor for, for Levies. Um, I think the ship has sailed on trading Derrick Henry, and I just find it hard to believe that they would move on from Kevin Bayard. I thought maybe if we were going to trade with Arizona that uh, he could be a part of that deal potentially where we let go of Bayard and it was part of a deal to move up to get the third pick and we were going to get Hopkins, but he's the mayor of Nashville. The best ability is availability and he hasn't missed a game in what, six or seven years. He is a leader in the community. He's a leader in the locker room. And unless the price is right and you're going to get something worthwhile, an impact player or a high draft pick, I just don't see any of those players getting moved. Um, I really don't. I think Tannehill knows what his role is going to be. It's going to be that he's a bridge quarterback for this year. I cannot see them trading Derrick Henry. They would have done it before the draft to maybe pick up some more draft capital. But right now, I can't see any of those three players getting traded. Gun to my head, though. Gun to my head. If I had to say which one would get traded, I would probably still say Bayard because he carries such a big number and they asked him to restructure. And who knows how that will eventually come to an end. But – I don't think it's going to happen. If one of them were to get traded, though, I think it'd be Bayard. Yeah, I mean, just to reiterate what you were saying, um, it, we're going one, two, two more picks with the Raiders on the clock right now, two more picks into going into the fourth round. I don't see any of these guys, Tannehill, Bayard, or Henry getting traded this year. If they wanted to trade them, I think they would have traded them in the first or second round to move back yeah. into the first or move yeah. back into the second um, to make a pick to, to get a wide receiver to get, to get anybody, I don't know. So I'm gonna have to agree with you on that, Vin. I don't see anybody of those three guys 
no gun to my head being traded this year. So they're sticking with it. They're going to compete to try to win the division this year and uh, see how far they go into the playoffs. We have another uh, question too. Let's let's throw it out there, Sammy. Yeah. What are we going to do at wide receiver, Captain Trips? Well, let's get your uh, height and weight and your forty time, and maybe we could throw yeah, some on you, and you could try out for receiver because we have no idea. You would think we would have drafted one by now. We thought maybe in the first round we would have went Smith and Jake, but we thought maybe in the second round we could have went Mingo. We thought maybe in the third round we could have went with, um, you know. Someone other than, you know, Tajay Spears, who I am happy with. But um, in our first three rounds, we failed to take a receiver. Not failed to take a receiver. We declined to take a receiver. So who knows what this team is thinking at the receiver position. You would have to imagine, though, between the fourth and seventh round, you have to take somebody. You know, you have to. I I don't know. Unless they have something in mind that they're going to trade for a veteran. Um, I, I don't know. It's 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 hard to even say at this point. Your guess is is as good as ours, but I don't know how you feel about it, Jared. I think we touched on it a little bit earlier, but at the receiver position, I just don't know what they're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to bring up stuff uh, on on the big board right now on my phone, but there is I I can't get it in time. But we we did talk about At Perry from from Wake Forest would be the next probably wide receiver on the board, which is uh, just just give me the garbage can right now. I mean, I'm, I am drinking Jack Cannon's Give me the garbage can right now. I'm just going to throw up because, I mean, we could we could have made the move for Jalen Hyatt. We could have made the move for uh, Cedric Tillman. We could have made the move, hell, at 33 for um, Jonathan Mingo. Mingo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know what they're doing at wide receiver right now, and it's 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 really piss poor. They have to have a plan. Before we were talking to AC before we got on on this podcast, they have to have a plan at wide receiver. It's not DeAndre Hopkins. It has to be somewhere else. Is it is it Nikhil Harry from uh, New England? Are they going to trade for him? I don't know. Is somebody going to get cut in in OTAs and in training camp, and they're going to bring him onto the roster, and he's going to be the savior, not a savior, but just a key piece to this offense? I don't know. But the one person that's available still on this board, I will pound this table until they draft him because Tim Kelly is a 12 personnel type of player that thrived with um, Deshaun Watson is Darnell Washington. If you if you pair Chiga Conquo with Darnell Washington, for Christ's sakes, on the same field, that'll be lethal. You have a 6-7 target. And a tight end that can run any fucking route. You do it. Go off. Plain and simple. You do it. Why is it taking so long? Is it an injury concern? I don't know. But we have two more questions from the fans. Vinny, run it. Send them out, Sammy. Come on. Does this mean we make a trade for D-Hop? Hot doobie. I love your picture. I can see you probably smoked the doobie. That's why your name is Hot Doobie. But um, I would love to trade for DeAndre Hopkins, but I just don't see it happening. It would have right happened already. Because you feel already. like one of the one of our stud players, whether it have been Bayard or Besides Henry. That, stop for one second, Ben, and then you can go. It would have happened um, in the second round when we traded up for Will Levis because we 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 uh, we traded away our third round draft pick, right, Ben? Mm-hmm. Next year, traded, yeah, next year. So we would have took on that contract and, and, instead of. 
giving away that third round draft pick next year. We would have took that DeAndre Hopkins contract on and just swapped and gave another pick away. So I'm going to say no. So Vin, go off. I think the ship has sailed. I think if we were going to trade for someone like DeAndre Hopkins, we would have needed more draft capital at this point and a, a, a player. And I think one of those players would have been Henry or Bayard. And at this point we're, we're walking into the fourth round of the draft and it seems like those two players aren't going anywhere. So I feel like if you're going to make a move for Hopkins, unless it's going to be picks next year, um, I don't see them making a move for Hopkins at this point. I would yeah. love it. I Absolutely. would. I'd be all for it. I just don't see it happening. Nah, it would have been. It would have been already. Next question. Do you I'm think Twitter. it's a bad sign that Levy's dropped so much? Um, yeah, you can't ignore the fact that he dropped. I mean, there was – I brought it up earlier. There was concerns about his maturity. Um, there were concerns about him not showing up to the senior ball. I know we had John Vogel on, draft analyst, very, very intelligent kid when it comes to the draft and the X's and O's of the game. Shout out yeah. John Vogel. No free shout out. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, but he had said that he did not show up to the senior bowl, which to me shows a lack of maturity. I mean, if you don't want to play because you're you're worried about injury, fine. I understand that it's your financial future and your family's financial future at risk. I get that. But show your face, take the interviews, be honest and and be yourself. Because guess what? At the end of the day, these fucking GMs and these scouts, they're not stupid. You could try to bullshit them, but if they see that you're not being yourself, they can kind of see that. So I feel like they felt that this kid maybe thought he was too cool for school and didn't need to go to the senior bowl and answer questions. And he might've thought, well, if I'm not going to play, well, what's the point? Well, dude, show your face, show your personality, show them what you're about. You know, there's, there's concerns about his, not to say his character, but his maturity level, um, and I think that, uh, it is a little bit concerning that, you know, he was projected to go as high as number two this week in the middle of the week. And then he falls all the way out of the first round and nobody even traded back into the first round to try and get him. So am well, I going to say there was teams that tried, there was teams that tried, but th- that, that failed. Oh, yeah. yeah, but at the end I of mean, the day, on paper, I'm going to, I'm going I'm I'm to throw shade at my brother right now. Cause he may be listening right now. So. F you, Jess. Um, I heard there was rumors of him, the Raiders and the Falcons and the Rams trying to get back into the first round at 27 to try to get Will Levis. You know, thank God you didn't. I had my balls busted so many times that I didn't even look at my phone that that Will Levis got drafted by the Tennessee Titans. And I got to listen to my brother, who's a Raiders fan, that got drafted by Michael Mayer, who you wanted. Uh, My wife and all my friends, John Michael Smith. Jalen Hyatt and John Michael Smith, who I've who I've pounded the table, John Michael Smith, on this podcast for the past couple weeks in the second round for get him. Okay. So that's two guys, actually three guys that I have to listen to the shit that we get. You know, I mean, we didn't get shit. I mean, Tajay Spears is great. Peter Skronsik is great. Will Levis, we have no idea. Yeah. He is an NFL comp of Josh Allen. And Will we'll he say- be him? We'll see. We don't know. We better hope that after Ryan Tannehill's contract is over, that he is better. And listen, I think maybe 
you know, we talk about the maturity issues and I'm not going to hang my hat on it and hold it against this kid and say, you know, that's why he fell all the way to the first round. I think there's a few different reasons why, but we can't ignore the fact that there was rumors that he lacked a little bit of maturity. He didn't show up to the senior bowl, but maybe someone like Vrabel, who is a man's man who plays no fucking games, feels like he talked to Carthon and said, listen, I will whip this fucking kid into shape. Don't worry about it. Got all the intangibles. He's 6'4", 220, 230, cannon of an arm. If maturity right now is his biggest problem, then let that motherfucker try and step to me and see what happens. And I think if anybody can whip him into shape, it's Vrabel. And guess what? We better hope if anyone can whip him into shape, it's Vrabel because if, if this fails – we might have to blow the whole fucking thing up because Vrabel's hanging his hat on this guy. If this kid doesn't work out, that's the second quarterback in two years we drafted within the first three rounds that won't have worked out. We shall see. Nope. Malik Willis was not Vrabel's guy. Let's get that that straight, okay? And we have Pat O'Hare that transferred over into roles this year as an offensive specialist, I believe, right? Do you, do you know that? I, I I believe so. So he brought in a new quarterback coach in, in Charles London. This project in Will Levis and, and possibly Malik Willis. We don't even know if he's going to be still even on the roster. If they're going to trade him, if they're going to keep him as a third string, we don't know. If he's going to be a practice squad, I don't know. Charles London is supposed to be a quarterback guru. He better, better, like Chris Jericho says, Develop this quarterback in Will Levis to be better than Josh Allen. Because if we traded up into the second round to get this guy, who's supposed to be a first-round draft pick, not going to go outside the top five, they better hit with this, okay? Because I'm sick and tired, sick and tired of waiting, just like everybody else is. Like Sal is sick and tired of of waiting for their franchise quarterback. I am sick and tired of waiting for a franchise quarterback. Will Levis has to be a hit. I may not be it, and you may not be it on this on tonight's podcast, but going forward, possibly if this kid shows us something, something going into the preseason and even next season, God forbid he starts and we cut him, uh, Tannehill, in June 1st, and he starts and he shows us something, he has to hit. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. I agree with you. This is Vrabel's decision. This is all on Charles London. This is Rand Carthon's first quarterback taken. He has to hit in this draft. And if nothing else, for all you Sopranos fans out there, we can get some great, great mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, mayonnaise jokes That's out it. of this fucking Will Levy's pick. So I don't think we have any more questions. We went off. We did our thing for 35 minutes. Now time flies when you're boozing and you're having for fun. Real. This, this turned into 20 minutes to 35. Oh, we, we get wished, a fucking wide receiver, Vin. Oh, we, we get one. We wished our boy Salvatore was on here to talk his shit about his boyfriend, Will Levis. He's probably cleaning off Will Levis's mayonnaise off of his face right now. That just um, shakes right now. <laughs> But, um, no, it was a lot of fun chopping it up. We'll be back on Ooh. probably uh, Sunday night when the draft's over to recap everything. And uh, if you don't have anything else to say, no? Me? Yeah. Any wide receiver or trade up for Darnell Washington, for Christ's sakes. So you we can heard talk about man. it tomorrow. 
Ran, you heard the man, go get us a receiver, go get us Darnell Washington, because we know the opinion of a couple greasers from South Jersey means the world to you. Sammy, send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. 